0: Everybody wants to work. Ho, 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 into your good mate, Max War, Brian Mannix. Well, he is
1: my
2: good mate, Max War and uh, <laughs> he's a lo- lovely gentleman, and he's probably having a beer as we speak.
1: No, I'm not, mate. I'm not. I'm actually at work, believe it or not. Oh no! Surely you can have a beer at work. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I reckon you probably should be able to, but you know, it's a bit tough these days, mate. It's getting a bit fair. You know, it's not good if you can't go and have a few beers at work. I mean, really. Well, I was at
2: Westpac the other day, and all the tellers
1: were having a drink behind the counter. Yeah, the that's party. right. You know, you exactly. got a doctor.
2: He's got a bottle of Scotch open. It's just, I don't know. Exactly right, that's right, mate. That's, that's exactly that's right. right.
0: They're treating you badly. Hey, Maxie, how yeah. uh, has 2022 been for
1: you? Uh, 22, you mean like this year?
0: Yeah,
1: that would be <laughs> the one. Uh, yeah, it's right, all right. It's not too bad. Just been busy, mate, you know. Been, uh, did a bit, started doing some shows, which we played at the corner the other night, which was good. Sold out. It was a okay. good show. Lots, of, yeah, with horses. Yeah, that was good. We've got some other stuff coming up, but, uh, I wouldn't mind playing a bit more. That's that's about probably the only thing, you know. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. I guess we might be grinding, getting too old, mate. We just can't do it anymore. It's just too much. A couple of gigs a year and that's the end of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no no no, got, no, no. no, no,
2: we've got plenty more left in us, I hope. I
1: hope. So what are you going to do for Christmas, Max? Me? Uh, yeah. nothing, mate. I'm we're just getting ready to do the Australian Open, so I'm pretty busy at the moment. we have got so tournaments right. and stuff leading up to the Open and stuff, and yeah. But, but what that, about a Christmas day? nothing, mate. I'm staying at home, taking it easy. Really? Like Probably just gonna have, eat and drink, mate. What are you going to eat and drink? Well, oh, I don't know. What do you eat and go, I don't know, I I don't know, I I really don't know. What am I going to eat? Probably just get some ham. That's what you want, isn't it? Ham and maybe kill a a crustacean or something. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) What sort of drink would you have with such a feast? Oh, bro, look, I've been getting stuck into the Bloody Marys. They're bloody good, I tell you. That's what they call Bloody Marys. Yeah, yeah, double vodka, tomato juice, Worcestershire, lemon juice, pepper, Tabasco and celery salt, bloody top drink. That's a food group, Max. It is. It is. You can live on the bastards. I've tried. <laughs> bloody good. And they're one of those drinks, because they're kind of spicy and stuff, you can just sit on them for a while. They're not your sculling drink. They're sort of take your time drinking it, you know? There when you get a bit bearded out, when you've had too many beers, you go, I've had enough of the beer. I need something a bit harder so you can get into them and yeah Yes, the, idea, the,
2: idea, the idea of you having a drink that you just sip slowly That's a whole new concept for me, Max
1: That's right Other than that, I just drink straight Jack Daniels That's what you want oh, That's right there you're talking.
0: So what, what will be under the Christmas tree for you That you really want, Max? Anything in particular? Probably nothing
1: <laughs> Probably nothing right. I don't reckon there's any Any, uh, any, any gifts going on Because everyone's uh, My daughter's in Queensland So she's up with Brian up there Hopefully, she's yep. not with Brian, but. I've been um, out with she, you for
2: three weeks now. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Get,
1: yeah, yeah she, said she, had a, she said she had a laugh the other night when she went out, so it was you, was it? It was you, mate. And,
2: um, look, I want to ask you if I can marry her because we're just getting on so well.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Ad- addition to the family. Good Lord. Man. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if I approve, mate. I think it's probably probably no, a bit old, really, mate. I
2: I think so too. I think we'll um, we'll try and grab a granny. It's probably more my speed.
0: anyway. <laughs> 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 well, we've got Mark Lane from Murcotts, who's uh, who's uh, part of the party. too we've got others joining us shortly. Uh, hello, Mark Lane. How are you?
2: Kim, how you doing, mate? Hi, Brian. Hi, Mark. How are you, mate? Good. Good. Good.
0: What's Christmas in the Lane household? What would you be doing, Mark?
3: Probably, like, get the family. I think a lot of people get the family stuff out of the way before Christmas Day now. So we'll head off on Christmas Day, um, go up the country for a week and then maybe down the beach for a week. But, yeah, no, all the kids and that, we'll um, we'll catch up with them, like a lot of people, on New Year's Eve or the 23rd or whatever.
0: Yeah. So not a big traditional kind of everyone comes to the house on Christmas Day type deal anymore?
3: No, you guys. know, once your kids are starting to grow up, they've got partners and they've got family, and trying to organise everybody in the same place at the same time is just an absolute nightmare. Yeah,
0: it's like it's <laughs> like trying to it's like trying to organise a, a you know podcast program with Brian Mannix. It's just bloody yeah, good. exactly.
2: Yeah, all over the place like a mad woman's shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, a big gift giving time for for you and the family, Mark, or do you do take it fairly sedately over Christmas, the, the Christmas gift giving?
3: No, these days I think we tend to look. For, you look for the family presents because you know, like again, they have got partners and things like that. So you do it stuff like you know a Werribee Zoo pass, yep. yeah, yeah, <laughs> of individual things. Yep. So you know, and I think people just they like getting together. It's not so much about the presents. Well,
1: with my lot, so they say. Yep. Did he say that Christmas is like a Werribee Zoo
0: pass?
1: <laughs> 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 I was going to say, that's the most colourful I've ever strike in my life. <laughs> crowd. It's like a golden. It's Christmas. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Effectively, I think that's what Christmas. you're saying. That's very good. <laughs> I like that one. It's... <laughs> The family's a bunch of animals. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's like a fucking That's fucking gold. Somehow I don't think that's what he said, but we'll go with that. Fucking yeah, <laughs> right. like gold. That's what I said,
2: What about New Year's resolutions, fellas? We got any New Year's resolutions?
1: Just probably just, you know, just don't change anything. Keep doing the same bloody thing. Go and see more bands.
2: Eh,
3: yeah, that's not a bad one. Yeah. You know, who, who have you seen? Have you weeks. We went and saw um, Casanovas, who were great, Cherry Bar. they got oh, a yeah? fantastic drum. There's a guy, a drummer with them, Brett Wolfie. Who did oh, you go and see? Uh, the Casanovas. Oh, yeah, 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 they're good. Cool. Yeah, and this guy, Brett Wolfe, their drummer, not only is he a good drummer, he's just great to watch. So we saw them and something for Kate. There's a great new venue in Victoria, North, the old Northgate Picture Theatre, and they've turned it into a, a music venue now, and it'll hold about oh, yeah. 2,000
1: people. Is it called, but it's not called the North Northern Social Club, is it? No, no, Northcote no, no it's, Social the Club. Northcote. it's the Northcote oh. Theatre.
3: Um, oh, okay. It's a great venue, great vibe. The sound was fantastic, like something for Kate. I hadn't seen them live before, and they were absolutely wonderful live. Big uh-huh. full sound, really big full sound.
1: Yeah. That sounds good. No, they're a good, they're a they're a good band. Yeah, I agree.
0: Who have you seen this year, Max? Have you seen anybody live? That
1: uh, your I've fans? seen, I've seen a few bands this year. I've seen, I saw the uh, Crowded House the other night. I think they're I think Crowded House look they're great musicians and they have good songs and everything but I just find that they just come across a little bit aloof they did come across a little bit like how fucking good a we? and I just I just I find I feel that Crowded House although they're a very very good band and got great songs I just find them a bit dull they don't seem to try very hard you know it's like they get up there and go how cool a week but mm. uh, look how they're all right all right who have I seen this year I saw Kiss. Now, there's another – there's a complete opposite end of the spectrum. They were uh, – they sounded good as a band. They played well as a band, and uh, it was an absolutely outrageous show. It was a fantastic show. Okay. You wouldn't be disappointed in that. But it uh, must cost them a freaking fortune to do it, though. Yeah. But uh, who else have I seen that was good?
0: Now, Maxie, while, um, you, while you're thinking about that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Billy Miller has joined us.
4: Yay. Bill! Uh, a bit of controversy coming up. Oh boy! <laughs> 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 right. right, says Brian.
0: How are you, Bill? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, good. Bill really Maxi good. Maxi was on the uh, on the phone, uh, Brian. You know me uh, and uh, and Mark Lane from our, our fabulous sponsor Mercotts is there as well on the screen that you can see.
4: Lovely, great, Billy. I've got the longest hair now. Mate. I was about
0: to say, you just in between oh. haircuts.
4: No, I haven't touched it for three years. Jeez. Wow, good on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really oh, good. Emmy Lou Harris. <laughs> <laughs> no, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, never mind, Brian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you look you're like the person, You're the only person I know who dyes your yeah, hair blonde. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, we all used to dye it black. Yeah. Nah, remember but... Totti's salon on the um, Countdown Spectacular Tour? Totti Gogg's. Oh, died. yeah,
2: yeah. Miss, Miss Trixie's salon, yeah, Tony Goldsmith's salon. It. Yeah, Trixie's Trixie.
4: salon used to put glitter on us all and that. That was lovely, wasn't it? It was great.
2: I loved the way she put your eyeliner on or your eye, yeah. your eye thing. She goes, okay, now look at my tits. <laughs> know, what? She just look at my tits. And then you look <laughs> at her tits and then she can get your eyelashes the way yeah. she wants. <laughs> tell you what. Pretty pretty good way to get your makeup, Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the
4: terminal 2
0: room, that's for sure. Jesus. I should point out, Toddy Toddy was going to be on this, but she's flying back from Thailand, uh, where she's been for the last couple of weeks.
4: I'm never going to fly again. That's it. What happened? I've been a germaphobe all my life. I haven't touched a traffic light or grabbed a rail or anything for 40 years. I've always glared at people who sneeze in the picture theatre. It's uh, I've always been like that and that's it for me. I'm not fucking doing anything or going anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not fucking going anywhere.
4: Right huh? That is
0: gonna be prop it'll be problematic for continuing your musical career, Bill.
4: <laughs> not really. Like I've got three or four projects going and um, they're all just, I'm just recording my bit here and shooting it off to them. It's fucking great. You've become Sorry, the most
0: antisocial you. person on the planet.
4: Yeah, I won't have to even speak to anyone, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm producing their records and playing guitar and they won't have to see me. Which is good for them. Don't fall in love, don't even fucking touch me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> not really extreme. Good on you, Mark. That's it. The end of the line. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Your name came up the other day. We were talking to, uh, and it's one of the ones we'll play early next year. We are talking to Clem Burke, the drummer from uh, Blondie, and reminded us of it. They toured, you guys toured with, the Ferrets toured with them. back. Must have been in the late 70s, I'm assuming.
4: Yeah, Michael got a bit greedy, I think. He brought them out on the strength of um, In the Flesh. Yep. And he he had a bet. And most of the places were full, but, you know, a lot of them were half full, so it was just like a, a road trip, we are on a bus and, um, you know, we had a kick of the footy and my sister got her ankle broken by the, was it Jimmy Destry, the keyboard player? Yeah. got to take a screamer and broke her ankle and they were doing the big gridiron passes and we had a great time with them. It was fantastic. And Clem got up with us at uh, Selena's and did three songs. What a great drummer he is.
2: Yeah, he's really busy too. He just doesn't stop working. He's got no, no. so many projects on. He's playing with about 15 bands and um, yeah. but he remember, he's remember he got a really good memory. Like he, you know, remembered that you guys were on the tour and he remembered Ray, uh, Ray Maguire and all these people. I mean, Ray Maguire, yeah,
4: yeah, he was the tour manager. He tried to impress Deborah Harry when we were sitting in a park one day by picking up this huge moth and going over and sitting next to her and eating it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that would impress. That me. would impress her, wouldn't it? Okay, I'll give you the other thing that happened on that bus. I was dying for a piss, and they wouldn't stop, so I filled up an empty beer bottle with my piss. And Maguire grabbed it off me, and in front of Blondie and everyone, he stole the entire bottle. Oh, oh. yeah. I got witnesses. That was him. That was him trying to impress uh, Debbie. And do you think
2: he's I- got onto her? No way. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, though. If, if Debbie was the sort of girl that liked a moth-eating, urine-drinking bloke, he would have been
4: quite a chance. <laughs> it's all in my memoirs, which are going to be fucking incredible. That's, yeah.
0: why. That's why you're not going anywhere or doing anything, because you're going to be so ostracised from everybody in the, in the entire music industry, no-one will come near you anyway.
3: Exactly. some <laughs> of them are like that anyhow. Uh, Kev, do you mind if I just ask the boys a question? For no, a go for it, Mark. For all the places that you played at, so some of these great venues like overseas, particularly the famous ones, you know, your whiskey in, um, in Hollywood or Troubadour, Marquee Club, blah, blah, blah. Is there any clubs that you guys have played at where you've actually been like a bit blown away by the history
2: of who else has been there? Yeah, I was pretty impressed the first time we played Festival Hall because well, on the same stage the Beatles were on. So, oh, how good's this? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and my music binds you every time you play this. You go, wow, this is a big deal. And but yeah, the Beatles at Festival
1: Hall is probably the one for me. Yeah, yeah. Prob- prob- probably CBGB's for me in New York.
0: Oh wow,
1: yeah. Oh, wow. How about yeah. you? Yeah. How about me? Who'd you play? Who'd you play with there, Max? Horsehead. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah, we're over, we're over in New York in 95. We're over, we played at Bleaker in uh, a place called The Bitter End. It's where Bob Dylan started down in the village. And yeah. uh, just uh, around the corner down the road, there was CBGB. And uh, we played there. We showcased for every single record company in New York. And it kind of backfires on you because all of a sudden, they're all there and they all know each other. And they walk in and look at the band. And they go, well, this band's good. But we're not gonna go we're not gonna go bidding against Atlantic and Warner and fucking Sony and you know what I mean? they just so they back off. So it's kind of you be better to just have one or two there, not fucking ten. Mm-hmm. Because they all know each other and they go, nah, nah, we're not gonna get involved in this. But uh, it's a funny, funny place to play though. It's like on the floor. It reminded me a little bit of Bombay Rock. Um, but the floor's all covered with sawdust like a butcher's shop. And you sort of go, you don't know what's in that fucking floor, mate. It's just a very bizarre old place, like uh, a lot of history. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the band room is like an old kitchen that was obviously a used kitchen out the back, and you go out there, and it was just filthy. It was just, you know, it was a real cestive. Rancid butter smell. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, that's the one. You know the one. Yeah. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: what about you, Billy? Uh, well... Uh, Brian said Festival Hall, which, you know, I saw the gig which changed my life The Who, Small Faces, and um, Paul Jones, who had the number one hit with Pretty Flamingo in yeah. the world, and he was only third on, you know, he was first. And then uh, uh, Small Faces, eight magnificent songs, and then they started hammering in Keith Moon's drums, and he still kicked them over. But I'd like to say the music bowl. I mean, yeah. the Seekers, uh, fantastic stuff there. I saw Rod Stewart there and he was kicking soccer balls into the audience, beautiful drop kicks. So when I played there with the, I think it was the Mushroom 25th or a, something like that, yeah, I took the footy out and I did this beautiful drop punch to my mate Simon and me and it hit him on the chest. Fifty yards out on
0: the fucking <laughs> hill. Oh. <laughs> Let me guess. That'll be in your memoir.
4: It did. <laughs> yeah. Billy Miller, you beauty. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, good <laughs> God. Very good. Good God. No, I did, Um, there was a big Woodstock thing uh, revisited uh, last week.
0: I, I Nikki Nicky Nichols did?
4: Yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. I did a... Uh, Canned heat clearance, uh, clearance, credence, credence, Clearwater set, and um, you know, trying to up vibe proceed. I'm a real up vibe guy. If you've been able to tell. So I told him the story about it was the week we played Billboard. One night we played with you, Brian, at Billboard. But this other thing he did, we were playing with the Canned Heat. You know, one, oh, yeah. one last member still playing or something. Anyhow, we went in. And there was a big tub of, you remember there was a band room on each side of the stage and there was a big tub of beers in the room we normally go into, pull out beers, have a couple of beers, and one of their roadies comes in and goes, can't come in here, man. This is the heat room. You can't come in here. And I said, listen, mate, I've been playing here for fucking 15 years. I can't get sucked or something like that. So we, we did the sound check. We went home, came back about 10.30 for the gig. And that roadie had got a screwdriver and put it through all the speakers in my quad box with four Celestian speakers in it. Oh, what a, a So, top bloke. And, uh, Babe. and uh, Frank, Frank Stavala, God love him, uh, heard about it and paid for me to replace him. Wow. Uh, that was my Candide story. Before we started playing, everybody was either crying or asleep on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> he did say, "Up the country."
0: <laughs> oh yeah. oh there,
2: was, there was a good poster at the Prospect Hill of um, Candide. It had a picture of all the blokes, and they looked like they'd been in a pretty good paddock. And somebody had written over the poster. Fatman Turner, overweight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bob, what's his name? He's Bob the Bear, wasn't it? Was the singer Bob the Bear? Height. He was the singer, but I don't think he. I don't think he was around. He wouldn't have been around when. Oh no! I
2: think it was only the I think it was only the drummer. But I could be wrong.
4: Yeah, that'd be right. That would have been him at Billboard. Yeah,
2: bastard. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Bunch of pricks.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you going
2: to do for Christmas, Billy?
4: Uh, we always go to my brothers these days. You know, my sisters Pam and Jane are in the ferrets, and my brother yeah. has the motivators. So it's very musical. My niece is Georgia Fields, and um, anyhow, basically, in keeping with my not wishing to ever do small talk, I'm Larry David, basically. Uh, <laughs> I, I just get there, band's already set up, and we just play for ten hours straight. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we swap over, but I don't. I just, cause then um, you know, I'm back to, you know, communicating with these people who I love uh, with music, which is what we love doing, and not have to talk to them, which I fucking hate doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you found the perfect equilibrium between all of those things?
4: Music is the language of love.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's
4: what I do, Broska.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, it sounds like a good day. So, yeah, it's right. great.
4: Yeah. Lots of presents and stuff, Phil? Not, not anymore. Um, you know, that you use a set guitar strings, hand sanitizer, roll of gaffer, that's about it. <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> sounds like <laughs> Brian's bathroom at the best of times.
4: I've got to change the world at life, I
0: think, yeah. Uh, so what are these uh, musical projects you're working on, Billy? Can you tell us about any of them?
4: Oh, sure. Uh, Well, there's a girl called Penny Eichinger, a well-known Melbourne muse, sort of, in the grungy scene. We've written a song called Hey, Mr. President. It's about Vladimir Putin. Hey, Mr. President, are you insane? Think you're going to make Russia great again? Dropping them bombs on the Ukraine. But she sings it in the Marilyn Monroe voice. Right. Ooh, uh, me, Mr. President. And she actually met a Marilyn Monroe impersonator and asked her all the tips on how she sang. So it's worked out fucking beautiful. I'm going to send it to Pussy Riot. To who? Pussy Riot That band in Russia that keeps going to jail. For oh, them. yes. <laughs> church playing gigs and having a piss in the church or something. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. There's a guy called Angus Gill who's a golden guitar winner who's got a new album coming out. He's a really ambitious, great young 23-year-old kid from Queensland. Uh, so we're working together. We're recording his album next week. There's a guy called Maddie Vale from the Bombay Orchestra, that band in Melbourne. Uh, I've just played on his album. Always got a few songs with Paul Kelly gone. The test's on
2: next week, so we'll write, yeah. another, write yeah. another couple in. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, so- that's a start. Are you hoping that it rains? The test gets rained, and you've got to pull the covers up for a while because that's when the songs get written, isn't it? That's right.
4: As soon as it starts raining, the guitars are out. It's
2: fucking beautiful. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if the weather's good, there might not be any new songs. No, that's right. Yeah, Paul <laughs> Kelly does
4: nothing for another year, or for the first time in his life, because he's the hardest working guy in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, is that the Boxing Day test?
4: Yeah. Yeah, but we're also going to get a day in on Saturday in Brisbane as
0: well. Yeah, For the South African so one together.
4: Good chance of a shower up in Brisbane.
0: Yeah, ah, uh, I, I can feel <laughs> a song coming
4: on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's that you're drinking, Brian? Uh, it's a beer. <laughs> it's uh, the first one of the day, man. and I, I just felt like we we're at a party, so I figured I'll just drink like I'm at a party. Victoria, bitter, nothing better. Nothing better. You can <laughs> get it. You can get it having a root. You can drink it because it's butte. Matter of fact, I've got it now. how uh, <laughs> does this needs a needs big a, cold beer? The best cold beer is Vic
1: Victoria it's Bitter. A <laughs> what a great ad that was.
0: <laughs> Have they talked you never to you? Having a beer, Max?
1: Well, yeah. I'm just. I'm just looking in the fridge here at me. I've got a little office <laughs> here. I've got like a little. Uh, under the ramp near the Tennis Australia, I've got a, like, a, uh, my, my office is full of machinery and stuff, and I've got a fridge here, and we find lots of stuff stashed in the gardens around here. People go to the AFL footy, and they have bags of booze, and they realise they can't get into the footy with it, so they're stashing in the gardens around here, and uh, the cleaners find it and they drop it all off to me and I stick it in my fridge, give it a wash, and stick it in the fridge. So there's always never-ending supply of free booze here, cans of bloody Bundy and bloody vodka and shit. Because they, they go to the footy and then when they come back, they're pissed and they can't remember where they put it. So we always, we always, we, we find it all in the garden. You'd be surprised at how much booze you find in the garden. Stash. Quite amazing.
2: Oh, like sure. have to come around there after Boxing Day and go through
1: the bushes, see if I can find some boots. Yeah, but it's not footy season, mate. It only happens during the footy season. What about Because the they're all off to the MC... end. They... Wouldn't the cricket be uh, Yeah, trip? probably, yeah, yeah. I'm, I uh, don't really uh, take much uh, notice of the cricket. cricket. It's more of the yeah. AFL. Yeah.
4: Cricket's a long day. It's seven hours, mate. you got to pace yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah you would. Absolutely, <laughs> you would. So where does the love for cricket come, Billy?
4: Oh, I've just had it all my life. I went to the Sydney Test in 1962 when I was nine. Got the ferry over from Manly and, uh, yeah, saw Brian Booth hit one of his two sixes in Test cricket and just before stumps, Richie Benno brought on Bobby Simpson. We couldn't make a breakthrough and he took three wickets in the last ten minutes before stumps. The part-time legging. Was that against the Poms in 62?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, that would have been was. the that would have been the um, the Ted Dexter Poms, I would have assumed.
4: Uh, I think Ted Dexter was captain, yeah. Yeah.
2: Unbelievable. I've always loved it. And only Test cricket though.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Hey,
2: Max, yeah. why 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 are you not interested in cricket at all?
1: To me. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't mind the cricket. Every time I watch I I should have a bit of a go at looking at the uh, test cricket but uh, what always happens is I'm enjoying it and I'm watching it and I'm watching it and I sit there for like 45 minutes and I'm watching it and then I go, oh, I might go and get another beer. As soon as I get up and go to the fridge, they get a fucking wicket. It happens every single time.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and
1: you just go, listen, I fucking was waiting for that. <laughs> so they just rob you. It'd be fun. And then you have to watch it on the replay and then you just go, look, this is not right. Yeah. And you just can't sit there for fucking 20 hours. You've got to go get some beer or do something, <laughs> a bit of yeah, food, something,
4: had, you know? I haven't had a drink for 33 years, so I've, I've got nothing to do really except roll joints. Well, you better you better lift your game, Bill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. I didn't, yeah, no drink for 33 years, but I've got nothing to do but roll joints. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah really that's fair shit. enough. That's, that's a whole
2: <laughs> And you roll the joint... And then yeah. you go oh, shit, where's the lighter? And you get up to go and find the lighter. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
4: Wicked.
2: That's it. Every single
4: time you get up, wicked. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah.
2: yeah, very good.
4: Well, you know, um because I've been, you know, pretty busy lately, I've got a way of watching I can watch a whole day's play in an hour and a half. Because I tape it on Foxtel and I speed between Balls. So I watch every one of the five hundred and forty balls. That's ninety overs, yep. Every day. But I can watch a whole day in an hour and a half if I have to, if I've come home from it or something. <laughs> yeah. Love it. That'd be, that'd so I every bowling.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you shouldn't start drinking again, Bill. Sure, you can start drinking again, mate. Like, oh, no, maybe, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm just getting a bit concerned about you, buddy. It's like, <laughs> uh, I, do the,
2: no, I do the same thing with taping stuff. I got the um, Billy Joel concert, and I watched the entire thing in 30 seconds. It was the only way to watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy,
0: you're just doing that to he stir does. shit, stir me, aren't you? A little shit.
1: <laughs> like, hey. Hey Kevin, I've just got to ask you. Kevin, have you heard any word on how much the uh, government in Victoria paid Billy Joel to come and play? Do you know anything about that?
0: No, I don't know how much it was. Mark Lane, do yeah, you...
1: I think I think it was over. I think it was over ten million. Oh no, it couldn't have been that much. Wow. You think about it, mate. They had a fifty fifty thousand people, and it was five hundred bucks a ticket. That's twenty million. So you work that out, mate. That? I reckon oh, it would have been ten. Yeah, five hundred bucks a ticket it was. I nice saw I saw some guys. people,
0: some people who I saw uh, were in three hundred and fifty dollars tickets, and they literally might have been they they could have been on the Westgate Bridge.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, um, you know, when Billie Eilish came down here, I saw her when she played, and tickets were five hundred and thirty six dollars. That was general admission. So expensive, man. Jesus, it was It's a big show and everything, but. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> you know I could spend I could spend
2: the whole weekend down at the Oriental Club brothel in Thomas Town <laughs> for that
1: kind of
3: money.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they've got they've got their Christmas special on, and it's uh, two girls for the price of one, and all you can eat, all you can eat for five hundred bucks. Max, you can eat, Max.
0: it! <laughs> don't mention nah. don't mention brothels and, and that with Billy because Billy's Billy's got stories about that. Yeah, that's right.
4: But I've got to tell you, <laughs> it's all very well, you know. We have these beautiful big gigs, but then yeah, everybody's in the hands of the sound engineer. And most sound engineer engineers are determined that the drums are four times as loud as the vocals, and you're probably not going to hear more than one word a line. And man has yet to conquer sound. Uh, reminds me of the time I went with Molly to see uh, ELO at, at the My Music Bowl, right, seventy seven or seventy eight or something. And you remember their records? They got the London fucking Symphony Orchestra on it. And uh, and they're up there, and it's just the four of them plus one guy on cello who's sort of running around. He couldn't really play much. The guy on foldback was singing harmonies, and that was it. And they didn't, you know, it didn't sound like the record. And Molly was fucking spewing and horrified. He went running up the stairs. You know, <laughs> remember how high that mixing desk was? He went running up there. Oh, fucking going off at the guy, I can't hear the strings, where are the fucking strings? He came down and he was just, it's not like the record. I said, mate, you're a record producer, you know, you've got the London Symphony, what do you expect? <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Oh, he went right off. Mickey <laughs> went off a countdown the next week and said, you know, oh, Ben should really try and sound like a record. But
0: yeah. there wasn't all that shit when 10 C because I remember that, I remember ELO touring and then, Ten yeah. CC toured not long after them, and they played all the all the "I'm Not in Love" stuff. They played off um, cassettes and shit, and they yeah. got absolutely slammed for that. Yeah, for doing that. So yeah.
4: you can't win. Yeah, better be a motor
0: mechanic now, now because they yeah. auto tune everything, and there's bloody hardly anything's live anyway, isn't it? Yeah. No. Well, kiss. were kiss. Like, Max, you, you said kiss. Were, were were they were they musically good, or did they sound? Well, so there was
4: backing tracks for KISS, definitely.
0: Yeah?
4: What did you, backing tracks for KISS? Yeah, probably. I read, yeah. Mm. yeah. And no,
3: I think there was a third guitarist out the back somewhere too.
4: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. That's what happened when I saw the Rolling Stones about eight years ago. Uh, Mick was still really shit, running up and down, doing everything. Keith played maybe eight chords the whole night. Most of the time he <laughs> was putting a cigarette lighting a cigarette and putting it in his thing and posing for a photo. And then up the back and Charlie at that stage was playing half of what he could play because he wasn't well. And then the rest of them I'd never heard of, and a whole group of extras up the back behind the curtain playing uh, extra stuff. Yeah.
2: But Mick yeah. was incredible. Yeah, when like I saw him. when I saw though played Wild Horses. and Ron and Keith were just doing what I do when I don't know what the chords are, You sort of noodle-o, find a key, what key is in it, just noodle. And the backing singer, he was playing all the acoustic guitar, I thought, hang on, fellas, that's not
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's That's what you do, isn't it? That's what you do, you get someone else to play it, and then you just pose. (laughs) Yeah. That's (laughs) what, buddy, that's what. When Nick Barker was playing with um, John Stevens, he was doing that. It was so funny. We were playing with him. And he turned around and he goes, "I said, I was watching him. I'm going, mate, that guitar sound you got there. He goes, that guitar sound, mate, I wasn't even plugged in. (laughs) And he was just posing around the stage and pretending to play guitar Um, and no one even tweeted. He goes, I wasn't even plugged in, mate. It's just posing. It's very, very funny. But he's a good poser. He looks like like a great guitar player. Yeah, it all started on AA
4: on Saturday when it was on Saturday morning. And you know you nobody'd even been to bed after their gigs, and like you had roadies standing in on bass and fucking like, other roadies on keyboards. Half the band didn't make it.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that if it was on uptight back in the early days in the late 60s. The same thing happened. You'd look yeah. and you'd look and think, shit, the mixtures have had three lineup changes in the last week, <laughs> and it wasn't it was because the other blokes hadn't got hadn't turned up to Channel 10 and none of wadding because they couldn't find the joint or whatever.
1: Being shot. I think well, I think one night with the X Men played in the morning, and uh, I was late. Daryl got up and played drums with us. No, Daryl played bass. Well, he played play bass, and you played something. K- K-
2: K- K- no, no, like Daryl's a drummer, Daryl Summers. <laughs> oh, God. oh, he
1: might have played drums a while, but he, I know oh, he, he definitely played. He, everything. he played
4: double bass. He's
2: just dreadful
1: drummer. <laughs> oh, shocking! Yeah, I he <laughs> was playing drums with us, and I got there while he was playing, and I took over while we were playing the songs. Right. I right. think so. That's the way I remember it, but I can't. Maybe I forgot.
4: I'll tell you who's a great drummer. It's Sam Newman. Because remember the footy show, their last show, they all have the band and get together, and they did Roadhouse Blues, and Sam got on the drums, and bugger me, he just didn't, stayed on the snare and the hi-hat. He didn't do a Daryl Summers and try and do fills or anything, and he kept that bloody band it was a brilliant piece of drumming by Sam. Just understated perfect feel. I was amazed. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. You didn't know that, did you? Nice.
1: As well as you no. being a singer. I was, uh, I, was a sh- I, was, I was playing a show at the Chevron one morning, early, by the late spot, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning, and Dipper uh, was in the audience and he was off his chops and he, and he <laughs> wanted to take over and play drums from me. And I Ooh. thought the guy could play, Dipper, <laughs> oh Dipper God. Domenico, the footy player. And he goes, and I just said, yeah, sure, man. And he jumped up on the kit and hit it and just started hitting things. He couldn't play to save himself. It was the most <laughs> funniest, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I had to kick him off. Mate, get off. What are you doing? <laughs> well, Dipper. That,
0: that is yeah. what he was good at, hitting things, mostly yeah. people. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, See,
1: um, late night at clubs to... is not a good time to let footy players play instruments. It's not good at all. Yeah. Well, well,
2: the worst part afterwards was that he wanted to get paid. He said he wanted nine
1: ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get pissed and get him off stage. Yeah, that's really. Yeah.
0: And now, Brian, oh, you've what? gone all all extraterrestrial on us again. I'm out on the balcony. oh, I'm out on the balcony. Yeah. In the oh, I'm, Ocean, no. the balcony. I'm in the balcony of my gold case penthouse.
2: Yes, yeah, yes, it's very nice. It's a beautiful day up here today. Yeah, I saw you
0: take your shirt off before and you've just got the single on now because it's obviously warm.
2: Yeah, it is warm. I've got the tracky dacks on too and it's too warm for them. It's uh, might be swimming weather today, I think.
3: Anything, Brian, anything new coming out from Brian and the hemorrhoids?
2: I've right managed the hemorrhoids. <laughs> I've, the frothy, I've got a band called the Frothy Green Discharge, but not the hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh, the writing a,
4: I'm writing a short story. It's called The Art of Pissing with a Fat.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's only a page long, but it is very technical <laughs> and... All the while you're taking into account the fact that it is going down very slightly while you're pissing. Oh, it's very scientific. <laughs> well, the other
0: way, Doctor Billy that Miller, everybody
2: is if you just stand on your hand <laughs> and then
0: you
4: pointing
3: <laughs> in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. I oh. wouldn't get Molly to produce that one.
0: <laughs> I wondered I wondered how long it'd take for this to degenerate into the dick talk. Yeah, yeah,
1: I was just going to say that She's really really taken a
0: dive, isn't she? <laughs> just just hit the we just hit the Thelma and Louise and we've just gone into the cliff and off we go. <laughs> Yeah, off we go. Which, which I've got a message from Wilbur, which uh, we'll play in the actual show, um, but you can't, the, the, it's just an audio message for the show. But the visual message which I sent you, Brian, I don't know if you had a look at it, is Willie saying hello to me and Brian and everyone and uh, wishing us Merry Christmas and giving us a little run on his saxophone and as he does, he stands up and, of course, Wilbur doesn't have pants on in the video. Wow which has Mm. been wonderfully shared just to Brian and I at this stage, but I'm thinking of putting it on social media. Oh, do it. Get it on. Get
1: it on there now. Do it. Introducing
3: Willie. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, hi, Kevy. Hi, Amano. Sorry I couldn't join you live on your Zoom today, but wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. You've had great success with your podcast. It's hilarious. I've been loving doing gigs with Brian with Absolutely 80s. I've got my saxophone here. Just want to have a little Christmas message for you. Here we go. There it is. That's that mighty thing I've been playing for years and pouring my heart and soul through. So um, won't take up too much of your time. Here we go. Ah.
0: Yeah. And Dale Rodgers just sent me a thing saying his uh, his house just lost power, so he can't he can't jump on because Oznet Services have said there's a power. How would they say, Brian? There's a power outage in my area. So everyone's having a, a, a safe and happy and healthy uh, Christmas, all at home. No one's going away for Christmas.
1: Does that no, no. I'm just working through the whole thing. i have just a day off, but just every day I'm working. We're just doing the tennis, getting ready to do that. So and you're, very busy down here.
0: You're uh, you're you're locally based too, Mark. You're not flitting off to overseas anywhere because you've been recently.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just uh, go up the, up to a place called Akron for Christmas, and then down to Inverloch.
4: God, uh, the Archie's <laughs> Creek.
0: Is off, there was a gig <laughs> up there <laughs> the other day. Ross Wilson played Archie's Creek the other day.
4: I'll tell you, Mr Foley, who Peter Foley who runs that, used to run Caravan Club. Caravan was the best gig in Melbourne. It fucking paid my house off. It's just he <laughs> was brilliant. And so he had to get out of there. He didn't want to leave. And, um, yeah, Archie's Creek's just booming, that gig, isn't
0: it? Yeah. It, uh, Ross played, I'm told there was... a Millions of people there, by comparison to the Billy Joel concert, which was what eighty odd thousand or something. But yeah, I'm told Archie's Creek was really well well attended. It was yeah. good gig. Is yeah. Archie's
2: Is Archie's Creek near Veronica's Lake or ah. Jugheads or Jugheads Hill? Uh-huh. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we're uh, going to wrap this up, gents. Uh, Mark, I just want to say, Brian, I just want to say, mate, thanks so much for your support uh, this year. It's been bloody terrific, as as it good has been you, from Mark. day one, and we yeah. really appreciate your Where's support. You... Yeah, thank you, you Mark.
3: It's been great some great, great shows this year, haven't there? And great to see you, Billy, and and um, have Max on, and and all the guests that have been on this year. Loved
2: to... Philip Brady. He blew me away. I thought yeah, it
0: was oh, like, great. What
2: yeah. a yeah. lovely like, I reckon Danny Partridge was one of the better ones. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good. Um, and I think Johnny Rotten was last year, but yep. um, John White, you had a real, he, he really got along with him. Oh,
0: well. too, John yeah. White and him were like bloody peas yeah. in a pod.
2: Yeah, I was I was surprised, but um, we sort of have very similar thoughts about music and the way it should be done and recorded and things. And um, yeah, I was. Surprises, my new best friend.
0: And yeah. oh well, apart from Elvis Costello, of course, was your favorite show, Brian.
2: <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was, it was good to get him. Alice Cooper yeah. was great, ostentatious.
0: <laughs> I didn't oh. do that one. The one Brian wouldn't do, not not yeah. not wasn't available to do, wouldn't do, Austin. Yeah, I think we uh, refused to sponsor that one. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Mm. Well, we're going to start yeah. next year. We're going to start next year with two biggies. We have got Don Most, who of course was uh, Ralph Melf in Happy Days. Yay! And uh, and Billy's <laughs> mate Clem Burke. We got a, we're all uh, right. done a yeah. great chat with Clem yeah. talking about all Looking the things. Looking
3: forward of... to next year, boys, and Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas to you too, Billy and Max.
1: Thanks, Thanks Mark. Time. Good on
0: you, mate. Good, Good to catch you, up, Mark. mate. Take care. Thank you. See, see you,
1: guys. See you, Mark. Thanks, Maxie. Good well, on you, have guys.
2: Triple 5, five seven,
1: six. And Merry Christmas, everyone. I'll give you a call later, George. All right, <laughs> oh, no, mate. Uh, hopefully, you'll have a beer in your hand by then. Oh, I bloody will, all right. Don't you worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good on you, Maxie. I'm getting a
1: bit past right now. Thanks a lot, Kev. Take care. Have a great uh, holiday, all of you.
0: Take you care. too, mate. Take care. Cheers, Maxie. Thanks, Billy. That he's pissed off already Billy's gone yep that is the Christmas show for uh, 2022. I hope you've enjoyed it. As I said, uh, we'll start next year with Donnie Most. Uh, we also got a, 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 the second part of uh, John O'Hurley to play at the start of next year as well. So we'll, we'll kick it off. We'll let you know on social media when we're kicking it off. But once again, thanks to Mark Lane and everyone at Mercots. Give them a call.
2: 1-300-555-576.
0: That's the one. And uh, mercots.edu.au. Have a lovely Christmas and, uh, and New Year, Brian, and I'll talk to you uh, early in uh, in 2023.
2: I will. I'm going to my brother's and he always has a theme for Christmas. So a couple of years ago we had Mexican themes. So we all had sombreros and moustaches on. Oh, okay. But this year, but this year it's an Elvis theme. So, oh, um,
0: won't you be in your element? I saw you on social media the other night singing an Elvis song.
2: Yeah, well, um, I bought a gold jacket like Elvis from Lansky Brothers, which is where who made all his clothes when yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. Memphis. So I'll be wearing that and me Elvis glasses and uh, having a, a – a blue Christmas, beautiful. Elvis style.
0: Ah, yes, yeah. uh, beautiful. All right, mate, take care, look after yourself, and I'll, uh, I'll see you in, uh, in 2023.
2: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, Kev. You cheers. too, mate. And your family. All you
0: right, too. Mate. Take care. But, cheers. Christmas tree is standing
2: and the tinsel's hanging down. But
3: I'm not celebrating till you get back in town. Bodies are raging. Oh,
1: so